One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi Ramblers. Hello. Here we are again. Football Ramble. Come on in. Sit down. I'm joined by Pete. Hello. There he is. Uh, Luke. All right. And James or Jim. Hello there. Yeah, I'll give you the option for him. Um, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, Jimmy Bullard is back. Woo! Delightful to see him. Good to see him back, yeah. It's big nan face. Yeah, he's a face like a nan, isn't it? it yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. I never heard it described like that, but it's right. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. huge as well. Um, well, uh, we have to dedicate the opening question to him. What is your favourite Jimmy Bullard moment since the man was born? <laughs> <laughs> me, me first, or you... <laughs> go on? Go all right. On. Well, I just thought you know, might as well save you best to last and all that. Um, <laughs> That's I don't. The reason, not, is I, it? I wasn't aware of Jimmy Bullard until about five or six years ago, so it's difficult to say if this is one of the best moments of his entire life. Okay, probably but, best to ask him to be. Yeah, fair. exactly. If you, okay. Yeah, you could have got him on. Um, mine is definitely <laughs> when he was seen. Oh, it's on YouTube when he was completely Billy Bollocks in that big <laughs> bin yeah. with just a pair of pants on his head, <laughs> uh, big laundry bin. Isn't yeah, it? being thrown across the changing room at Wigan. <laughs> but I don't know who's pushing him, but someone's filming it as well, and he gets thrown into the wall really hard. <laughs> the manager would be thinking. Oh, don't get an injury. Do you know what I mean? yeah. He's injury prone, isn't he? So, oh yeah, that's yeah. definitely my favourite. Maybe that's what started it. He's naked apart from a jockstrap on his head. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't a, imagine anyone else doing that. That's he a wonderful it. start to proceedings, yeah. James. And for me, it's uh, when he got called up to England a little while ago. I yeah, don't yeah. know what he was. I don't know what he was doing. But do you remember there was a point where it cut to him on the bench with just I forget who it was, but the two players around him just cracking up, and he was just sort of fluidly gesticulating like he was in the middle of some brilliant Jimmy Bullard story, just <laughs> cracking everybody up, and that just warmed my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it warmed all of our hearts yeah. uh, and more. Pete, uh, mine's there was a match uh, against Everton when Duncan Ferguson punched someone. Oh yeah! <laughs> and, and there's a there's Don't a bit like there's, there's a shot of uh, Jimmy Bullard sort of when uh, the referee's about to, I think send Duncan Ferguson off. I think he's got sent off in the end. But uh, I hope. and uh, you see what up and Bullard's looking up at yeah. uh, tall Duncan Ferguson with a sort of mixture of fear and complete amusement in his eyes. <laughs> like, like, uh, he's, he's in trouble. That sort of thing. But then later on in the same match, and um, there's a goal mouth scramble, and I don't even think the referee's blown the whistle yet. Oh yeah! But he runs up to the the melee and uh, just leaps over the top of them. Yeah, like, it's, like, oh, yeah. it's like a pilot. Yeah, he's, like and a he's pilot. the last one there, but they just <laughs> yeah. finish as he turns yeah. up. <laughs> did, did he do something once when the, when the lights went out at Wigan and he ran the length of the pitch? Go and score. Yeah, I, don't, I can't I can't remember much about that, so that's not going to be mine. Uh, that's okay. why I didn't choose it. Well, I um. <laughs> I wasn't going to choose a footballing example, but I suppose I should do, because he is a footballer. I loved it when uh, he, he came... It was shortly again after he'd come back from yet another injury, and he was playing for Fulham, and he came back, and it was Fulham v Aston Villa, and he came on, and he... Oh, excuse me. He came on and set up the first one and then smashed in a free kick with about five minutes left <laughs> and got man of the match. I remember Crack, that. Absolutely, absolutely superb. But I, do, I did like the other time when uh, they were playing Arsenal, he was playing for Fulham, and Abue went down injured. 
I don't know if you remember this. I think it was a booer and he was rolling round play acting and Bullard ran like half the length of the pitch and just started rubbing his leg. Oh yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and trying to help him up. Yeah, I remember that. A yeah, man yeah. who genuinely enjoys playing football. He does, oh, yeah, well, that's he does. the great thing. The, 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 the interviewer said to him something along the lines of, oh, so Jimmy, you're back. And he went, yeah, mate. Oh, oh yeah, that. it's been hell. It's been my worst nightmare. Is yeah, it, yeah. It? Can I put <laughs> forward the notion that, um, that Jimmy Bullard and David Beckham sound very alike? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And Jimmy Bullard, David Beckham, and Andy Johnson all could be brothers, with David Beckham being clearly the best looking. Yeah, player. yeah, agreed. <laughs> Andy Johnson been is like a sort of runt of the, the Beckham like, to, call, to call a James or Jim Campbell phrase, like Jimmy Bullard is actually quite difficult to look at. He's <laughs> <laughs> quite, it's quite hard to look at. You I mean, sort of think it, you can't. It takes you a little, like a fraction of a second longer to work out what part of his face is what. Yeah, I think and it's whether hair. it's meant to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His hair's sort of like it used to be very, very curly, and now it's he's sort of far off from His new hair's a little. A bit more Lukey Moore, isn't it? Yeah, I think I preferred it when it was <laughs> devastated. It's probably the, the <laughs> devastating. But in all seriousness, it's great to see him back. Because no, it like, is. Can you remember when? Um, I mean, he's been out for a long, long time, obviously. But yeah. when he for, when he did his knee for the second time, because mm. obviously he was out a long time at Fulham. The second time he did it, I can remember Dr. Richard Stedman, you know, the famous US knee specialist. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That everyone goes to. Del Piero loves him. I'm not sure if you remember, but he actually said, oh, when I saw Jimmy Bullard's knee for the second time, it looked like a bomb had exploded in it. It was that well, bad. But when I saw his face, I, yeah, I, exactly. I understood that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got knees again. Yeah. Yeah. Knees, too yeah. many knees. Those pesky knees. Knees, do we need them? What's the only uh, animal? Emphatically, <laughs> yes. What's the only animal that's got four knees? Cow. Horse, giraffe. No. Is it? Mm? Cow? So what horses no, haven't got it's not cow. knees? Yeah. Uh, is this what you're claiming? Is the only animal with yeah. four knees? Mammal. Ma oh, come on, you're changing <laughs> A cow's a mammal. A cow's yeah. a mammal. Oh, uh, well, the horse is a mammal. Oh, my friend who does a quiz has got it wrong there. You should have thought about this. Don't <laughs> yeah. try and pass you the buck. You should have thought about it for longer than two seconds. Yeah, where's your friend now, eh? Speaking of uh, pub quizzes, you told a cracking one a couple of weeks ago, Luke, about yeah. uh, about Liverpool. Yeah. Um, shall, uh, shall I do it? And then... Yeah, you do it. You go then we'll, it, we'll, we'll, we'll tell the answer... At the end of the show. At the end of the show. At the end of the podcast. Um, which player has scored more goals <clears throat> against Liverpool at Anfield than any other player? Shay Given. <laughs> no, that, okay. not correct. Okay. Uh, we'll wait. Yeah, yeah we'll wait till the end. It's a good one. I heard a really interesting stat a little while ago. Apparently, uh, Emil Heskey is yet to get a shot on target this season. <laughs> Has he even played? Yeah, he's, he's played nine games. Right. Has he? Not mm. starts, not starts. Well, yeah, but even, he's been involved. You know, he should have had a shot. He should have had a shot on target. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Well, back to, back to Hull and, and Bullard. The Phil Brown will be loving that. Who's got the points? Yeah. Oh, I do beg your pardon. Yeah. Go on, Lukey. Yes! <laughs> Jimbo! Face! <laughs> oh, I can't tell you how happy that makes me. <laughs> I'm um, only having a pop at Jimbo because he's standing next to me. Both of you can have, <laughs> have one of them as well. Oi. He's small then. I'll take the points back. <laughs> Sorry. I'll yeah. take my points and go home if you're not careful. <laughs> um, yeah, Bullard is the epitome of a talisman, isn't he? Really? Yeah, he is. Um, but... Uh, yeah, Hull will be loving it that he's back. It just makes things happen. It makes things happen, yeah. And there's no, and also, I know we all love to hate Phil Brown and give him a little bit of stick, and, and fair enough. But I think he's a nice guy. I've met him. It was good to see Bullard run over to the coaching staff at the, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with the winner as well. You know, I tell you is what, it, is it? It's got to be an absolute nightmare for Bullard, though, isn't it? Moving to a club and then just mm. having such a horrendous injury. You, oh. There must be a sort of sense of guilt as well. You, you, you feel real responsibility to a team like that. No, absolutely. I tell you what, boys. There was question marks. Get him on that plane. To you reckon? Yeah. Get him <laughs> on there. Tell you what, we can get games under his belt. Get him I'll, on. I'll take him over. I'll take him over, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs>
What are you laughing at? Well, no, I'm only joking. But he, um, he is a real talisman. Everything goes through him. It's like Lee Dixon was saying on Match of the Day yeah. two on Sunday. Like you know, he lends a ball out and gets it back. Everything goes through him. Yeah, yeah. And um, can you imagine if he had like you know, alongside someone like Gareth Barry or something in the middle of the park? Brilliant. Good. He's not going to play for England. Oh come on, Shut let up. me dream. No, he's not going to play for let England. Let me let me dream. <laughs> I'd like to see him on the squad just for just, if he oh. could get like a separate squad member just for banter yeah. purposes. Yeah. and he'd definitely get it. Him and him and uh, say we play Brazil in the final. And yeah. it's him against Ronaldo. Yeah. Fat Ronaldo. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Well, I hope Fat Ronaldo gets a call up. But yeah, um, oh, we'll, we'll come on, we'll, sorry, El Phenomenon. That's right. Well, we'll come, we'll come on to to England and and, and such um, in a bit. But yeah, very good three points. Um, how can I talk? Can we talk about another talismanic character or a player who's developing into a talismanic character? Uh, Diamante for West Ham. Oh, big time. Mm, yeah, big yeah. Time. I, I'm not sure why he's not starting. Yet. I don't think he's fully fit. But I think he's adjusting to the league. If yeah, pacey in it yeah. compared to Italy. Um, he looks good. But he looks brilliant. Doesn't he, he does. He was all over the place for West Ham against uh, Everton, but he's, he's he's normally a, a sort of deep line striker, isn't he? But again, I think uh, Zola's under a bit of pressure. Well, he is. Yeah. You did say, Pete. Yeah. You did say. He's, uh, he's really, really bad luck with Dean Ashton, who's uh, had to retire this oh, week. Sickening. 26 years old. 25? Are you sure? 25, yeah. definitely 25. Sickening. Absolutely yeah, Dean sickening. Ashton looks as though he's, um, he's, he's going to have to retire. Is he definitely he's, done He's, he's yeah, announced his retirement. Yeah. Retired. The weird thing is, it's kind of like a shame, he, uh, West Ham might uh, try and uh, get some compensation from the FA, yeah. but the FA sort of changed to a different company to provide their insurance. Oh, right. After the Michael Owen injury, and then, oh, yeah. then Newcastle sued. Um, it's England always Newcastle, it. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey? But um, but this will be dealt with the original company, so they might actually get West Ham might actually might get some compensation. Well, that's a that's a, that's a, um, a small consolation. Uh, for and, them, they, really. and they say that Ashton might sue uh, Sean Wright Phillips, who caused the injury. In the Ooh, first bloody hell! Sean Wright Phillips was probably trying to control the ball, snap Dean Ashton in half. Yeah. Dean Ashton wasn't even on the pitch. Yeah, I swear, yeah, yeah. I swear <laughs> I've seen the ball bleeding. I've seen Sean Wright I've seen Pele cry. Yeah, that is often. Every every time Sean Wright Phillips tries to uh, control the football, yeah. uh, God kills an angel. Mm. <laughs> even, <laughs> even if he's doing it in his dreams. Yeah, exactly. Glenn Hoddle can't be happy watching no. him controlling it, <laughs> yeah. trying to whip it in. Yeah. Every miscontrol by Sean Wright Phillips makes baby Jesus cry. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, Chelsea versus Manchester United. I thought that Manchester United should have won that game. I probably agree with you. I thought they looked. I thought they looked good. I thought they looked defensively strong. To be honest, yeah. I thought the the, the, the centre pairing of um, Evans, Evans and Brown. And, um, Evans has got the old kung fu kick in his locker. So well, I was going to come on to that. <laughs> Drogba got booked for that. <laughs> I I I, what I will say for the that record is funny. I don't think Drogba was injured. I think he was no, alright, but he, yeah. he, tried, he, he sort of hammed it up and he's, a, he's been a bit of a victim of sort of the boy who cried wolf there. Yeah. But he, he didn't do anything to get a book here. I mean, he got <laughs> kicked in the head. Uh, the chest, sorry. <laughs> what did you text me, Jamie? I texted you saying Johnny Evans just fly kicked Drogba and got away with it. Yeah. Do you remember what you replied? No. You quoted God. Did you? you did said, I really? You said, like, what goes around comes around, God. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Why, but, why was Vidic on the bench? What Ferguson said before that um, Vidic, I think there was always get sent off in massive games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think he was he mentioned something about Vidic's uh, fitness. It's a mind injury. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's uh, lost yeah. his mind. Well, I, I think he's, he said we're pl- picking the players who are fit. I think he's covering that up. 
He was laughing. He's, he's a sh shot of Vidic warming up when that happened to Drogba, and Vidic was laughing. Yeah, he, that's right. Like yeah. he was almost saying, in my home country, we yeah. do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sport in itself. <laughs> I would have got sent off for that. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I do think that United um, were on the end of some particularly harsh decisions, I have to say. But yeah. having said that, everyone's got away with that massive... Well, that, that was a straight red. That could have been a straight red. He even got him on the way down as yeah, well. Yeah, there's other foot. Yeah, there's other foot, yeah. <laughs> there, there was Bruce that, Lee would have been proud of that. The free kick that led to the goal, kick. for me, was, was definitely not a free kick. I yeah. think is a wonderful player as well. He, oh, he's great, yeah. He's, he, he really makes them, um, makes them so much more solid, you know. Yeah. And in a way, it's because probably because Hargreaves has been out for so long that Fletcher's really come into his own, I think. Mm. I mean, when, when Hargreaves does get back, they'll have real steel when they play together. Do you think he will come back, though? There's a question mark over mm. whether he will or not. Oh, point, please, please. I, I really hope so, for his sake. Oh, well, like, you know, a big fan of Hargreaves. I'd start him for England if he, if yeah. he was fit. If he can get some foot runners back. But the problem is, Marcus, if, if we can't get back until sort no, of February time, no, of course, he's not going to yeah. get enough football. Well, as Pete said, he'd probably be fresher than ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, that's what Ericsson said, didn't he, that time? Hargreaves, the reason Hargreaves had such a good tournament is because he was the only one fit. Well, he was yeah. playing in Germany at the time. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, it was yeah. a slightly shorter season. Right. Um, Blackburn beat Portsmouth, and Sam Allardyce seemed particularly pleased with his... Um, Tinkerman wonderfulness. Well, like lumping two strikers on when they're losing. Yeah. Uh, that's a Rigo Saki esque, that is. <laughs> <laughs> if, he was that, if he was that good a manager, he wouldn't play five at the back at home to the bottom of the league. <laughs> and he was, he was milking it. That celebration I didn't like. I didn't like that celebration he sort of did. No, he was, He's he, a magnanimous man. And he was, yeah, oh, yeah, and he was saying, um, he was saying, oh, well. Yeah, well, maybe I'll help me money this week. You know, oh, so fuck off. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> really speak like that, so but I like it. I I, I can't do accents. No, we know this. I mean, he, he he doesn't do this so much at Blackburn, it seems. But whenever whenever you know Bolton won a big game, or even if it was a game against someone that they generally expect to lose to, he would go, "Well, you know, we probably don't get the credit we deserve." You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's little Bolton, yeah. and he he would always use that and phrase, "little Sam. Bolton." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Brown, Brown does that yourself. a little bit. He sort of goes, "Well, you know, I mean, I've." Uh, well, I've taken them to higher than they've ever been, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm the most successful manager. I just shut up. Yeah, he's not as good with it. You're at the bottom of the table. You. He didn't even <laughs> talk. He didn't even talk to the BBC, did he? He got pride oh, Brian no, Hall too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why? He's too busy saving women trying to commit suicide, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, didn't it, happen. It clearly didn't happen. <laughs> that definitely didn't happen. I'm saying that now. I don't care if it get libel or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All the players said it didn't happen, and the, the person, the um, the Samaritans, or whatever it was, or the people who look after the bridge, didn't happen either. The, tro the <laughs> troll said it didn't happen. Yeah. Hang on, the S Samaritans look after a bridge. Do oh, they do that? Samaritans or the people who look after the bridge? I, I can't remember which one, but one of those. Between them, they got it covered. Yeah, all of them, James. Yeah, yeah. What, so the players said that it didn't happen? <laughs> yeah, they what? said he was with us the whole time. And he got asked He got asked about it this week, and he sort of avoided the question. Is he sort of like got sort of some crazy sort of Superman sight, second sight sort of thing, where he, he sees women in peril? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just wants the limelight, doesn't he? Yeah. He just loves it. Um... Newcastle United have sensibly changed their stadium name. To it an was, email address. It was, <laughs> it was, of course, St James's Park. It's now... And then we get this right. Sportsdirect.com at St James's at Park. St James's Doesn't Park. make sense as an email address. No. Or like a web address. <laughs> or anything. Or a stadium name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, cause Least that's, of all, a stadium name. It's that's just like he's trying to annoy the Newcastle Mike fans into Mike just like, supporting company. Sunderland. <laughs> so, what, yeah. He, well, yeah, what he said is... The naming rights for the stadium are up for grabs, presumably to raise a bit more money, and he's just given it to his own company for nothing. Yeah. No, maybe well, he said the naming rights are up for grabs. Look, I mean, I'll do it for you. For I'll, I'll give you an example. <laughs> for example. <laughs> what we know of his business acumen, he probably has actually sort of paid for the rights, but just out of his own, <laughs> yeah. his own money. I've skipped it Thinking he's now. got a great deal. Yeah. Pete, what do you think about it? Well, I well, the sign was already there, wasn't it? The big spots, the, the big yeah. uh, garish... It was uh, one stand was named after it, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't, it was just there, and it oh, okay, looked right. awful, and it, everyone was just like, oh, really? Yeah. But, I mean, 
I just uh, him sort of saying, "Well, we'll get six million for it each year. It'll be ploughed back in the team." Joey Barton was five and a half. You know, what <laughs> I mean? so we need. <laughs> Albert Luque, Cisco, they were all more expensive yeah. than six million bloody I know, I know what he's thinking, he's thinking, do you know something, I've looked at it and we're top of the league, we've got to do something to get yeah. the headlines. We've got, what's happening? We, we, people are thinking we're actually competent. We've got to do something ridiculous. But yeah. it's just like... It's it, in his it, contract, which it, he's drawn up with himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you build a new stadium, the Emirates, right? Yeah. They're, they're well within their rights to... to yeah. And if the Emirates want to put some money in, it's fine. Yeah. But if you... If you just rename a, a stadium that's yeah. already there, that's been there for a hundred years, is it not? It's got to get people's back up, isn't isn't it? it? Just for the rest of the season, though. Well, they're well, trying, no, trying to show what a brilliant thing it will be to name well, I think, I think like Sports Direct. No, I, th- I think Sports Direct is for the, the rest of this season and then yeah. for next season. So am I not? Am I, but am I not? Am I got the wrong end of the stick here? And I don't know too much about it. But is it not a way to get the six million pound from his Sports Direct business into the club? No, 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 it, it, no, no, just, just, just that. that if it All gets right, sponsored, they'll be asking for six Mike, million. Mike, I'm trying to give you something. <laughs> <laughs> you got to help us help yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pete, can we call you Pete Donaldson at the Football Ramble? <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the rest of the show. Yeah. No, no, it would be Pete.com at the Football Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Do get yeah. it right, James. Um, in the Championship also, there was the Welsh derby. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Paulo Sousa's... Uh, they're team. doing well. <laughs> they, I tell you what, they're defending well, Swansea. I know they let a few, let a couple three in. 3-2 against Cardiff, yeah, yeah. we should say. Yeah. Let, uh, let's it, not forget he's looking like Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips as well. He is, yeah. He is, yeah. Ooh, yeah. good luck, that. Yeah. It went to 2-all, went to didn't it? Um, really, very sort of tight, intense game. It's interesting. Prattley scored um, a couple, didn't he? That fella, Prattley. Don't know anything about him other than that. I wanted to see <laughs> Lee Trundle play because I like yeah. his skills. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> mad. But he was a like proper deluded flash bloke <laughs> over the park skills. The Scottish Premier League, ladies and gentlemen, is much tighter than it usually is at this stage. Uh, Celtic are top, fine. Rangers are second, usual. Hibs are third. But, I mean, there's only ten points that separates first to sixth. Usually second to third is about ten the points. Dons sick. The Dons are in sixth. The Dons are my Scottish team as well. And if Hibs had have beaten Hearts uh, at the weekend, they would have, um, albeit for 24 hours or whatever it was, would have been top. Yeah, gr- wouldn't it be amazing to see someone actually break that monopoly? I know Rangers are in a lot of trouble at the moment. And they are, yeah. tits up. It could just take Celtic to have a bit of a funny one as well. Because yeah. Hibs have been in really, really good form. They have. Well, Celtic have got, obviously had a new manager. Rangers are banging trouble financially because the, the banks yeah. are all calling their debts in, their loans in. Sort of similar, but not as bad as the Pompey situation. Um, yeah, like you say, Hibs drew nil-nil with Hearts, didn't they, in the Edinburgh Derby? But if they won, right. they'd have gone top. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're not talking about one or two games in here. We're talking mm. about 10 or 11 games in. So, it's definitely interesting. No, I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's great. I mean, um, and uh, I, I can't stand all this talk of Rangers and Celtic moving south. No, it's stupid. I think, you know, if they really want to sort of consolidate the position, if, if things are a bit shaky at the moment, what would be probably quite a popular idea up north, rather than them moving down south, would be if Rangers and Celtic were to merge... <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I think, I think that'll be met with universal approval. I'm not. I'm not endorsing them moving to the Premier League. But what if you think about it? Yeah. I do genuinely believe, and and you can shoot me down in flames for saying this, but I genuinely believe that Celtic definitely would be absolutely massive in the Premier League if they, if they consolidated their position for a couple of years and got the money. Mm. You imagine the money they get in Scotland is is, is infinitesimal yeah. compared to, um, to the Premier League. No, it, they'd be one of the biggest clubs in the world. In no, my no, they would be absolutely they would be. But I, I just don't like the idea of Celtic and Rangers sort of running off to the English League. Oh, well, that's a different issue. Yeah. Got, they don't agree with that. They, they're Scottish teams. They should be in Scotland. Yeah. You know. It's, it's an interesting debate that will probably never go away. Well, like yeah, I said last week... It's just not right, is it? About the Swansea and Cardiff thing. What if they're getting the Premier League? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a, a bit weird. That is an interesting point, actually. But is that is that to do... Now, is, is the Swansea and Cardiff thing to do with 
them being professional clubs and the Welsh League not being professional. Well, no, but the, the problem is, the, the reason that's slightly different is because Swansea... Maybe Palace, there is one or two teams in the Welsh League that are professional. Um, well, it's not, well, regardless of that, it's, not, it's nowhere near... I mean, I know Scotland gets derided for its standard of football, but mm. it's much, much better than the Welsh Football League, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, Swansea and Cardiff have been playing in the English Leagues for a long, long time. Well, this so. is it, yeah. I, I think you know, what's more likely to happen, um, and f- heaven forbid, but I think it's possible, is that a European league will, will eventually happen, and Rangers and Celtic, or Rangers or Celtic, may go into that. Well, they could do, yeah, but I mean, can you see Portsmouth fans going from Portsmouth to Glasgow? Well, Portsmouth won't be in it. No, <laughs> as in, if they're in the Premier League. Yeah, well, if they're going to go up to Newcastle. You know, no, that's, that's an extra three Mate, or four look hours. at countries that are much bigger than England. Yeah. It's not a, then damn them Britain to Hades. Not, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't talking about English football here, mate. <laughs> Sorry. The England squad against Brazil has been announced, and uh, Huddleston and uh, Darren Bent are in. D-Bent. Mm. D-Beck has pulled out, though, but... Um, that's to the delight of LA Galaxy, of course, because they're doing well. He's got a bunch well. of players, and he's got oh, yeah, a bunch yeah. of players. It's a little bit, yeah, because they're in the final, aren't they? Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit ironic that D Bent's been called up shortly after one of the worst performances he's had yeah. when he's I, been when he's been banging them in. All I don't t- think he was particularly bad against Spurs. Okay, he, he did do a dive. Yeah. I thought it was a massive dive for that penalty. It was on his on his way down, but the, obviously he should have got the decision before. I don't that. think his performance. Was oh, I, I, no, th- listen. Let me let me clarify that. I think he absolutely deserves his place. I'm just saying that he has played better in the past. It's a little bit ironic that he's been called up now when he's been ignored in in the past. That's all. Yeah. It's encouraging that obviously players are getting picked on form, and we knew this with Capello it's anyway. But it's yeah. like it's just so many England managers in the past haven't done the simple things which he does so well. Yeah, it's encouraging. Joe Hart's in there. Yeah, I mean he's not going to get a run out. He might. I suppose he might do the friendly. Maybe but something that um, you know Luke and I were talking about earlier um, that you know a, f- a year ago or even six months ago, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, we're so blessed in the centre back position." <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Tell you what, and I, and I thought this actually before. I know match of the day, um, Alan Hansen was t- you know ripping Jolene Lescott and Wayne Bridge apart, but I've always been a bit suspect of Lescott, mm-hmm. and I, I I wouldn't take him to. I go further. So the only position we're actually strong enough in, in my opinion, for the World Cup, if things stay as they are, I'm not saying they will, um, is midfield. I don't think yeah. we. I think we're pretty light up front. I think it's looking. Potentially dis- disgracefully light at the back, and I don't think I think there's question marks over our goalkeepers as well. Yeah, I, th- I think the goalkeepers. Different. I oh. think oh. depressed now. Yeah, it's a bit depressing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. After an, after a really really good qualifying campaign, we've yeah, got this place yeah. where Rio Ferdinand's not playing well. We don't have a goalkeeper to to speak of, mm. and uh, you know we've only got really got Ryan Rooney up front. Well, they might will win it. The one, <laughs> the one good thing though is that, and uh, I mean, it's just a question of can it keep his fitness. Um, Jonathan Woodgate is back. Yeah. Now I think Woodgate. I think Woodgate probably is, he's good enough. Well, Woodgate. Play. Well, listen. To be fair, and I know it's we we said this a few weeks ago. Woodgate has been fit. I mean, he played thirty four games last season. Yeah. Right. So he's played football. Mm. He, he is fit enough. He needs to. It's, it's, I know it's partly his own fault, but he needs to shut. Or the press need to stop giving him yeah. the old injured Woodgate line because he's not injured that much anymore. Yeah. You'd the, start Woodgate, wouldn't you? I would. Absolutely. Of course, yeah. I would. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing is that. Um, the injury he got recently, didn't he get like a boot in the... Oh, they hit his head, didn't he? And so yeah. he's, I mean, you yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, just yeah. the way it goes. But for me, if he's fully fit, mm. it's Woodgate and Terry for me. Yeah. I, well, Terry's obviously going to Because start. Ferdinand's having a... I don't know if Ferdinand's well, lost it what f- about, completely. What about Sol Campbell? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ruling him out, Jimbo. I'm refusing to rule him out. If we can find out where he is, we'll, we'll put him in. It's a geographical thing with Sol. If we know where we can put him down from, it's he not like trying to find Salam Hussein. Maybe he's already... <laughs> get me Hollywood on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's already in South Africa. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. 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 Everybody turns up and... Oh, he's it. Oh. 
Sorry, Jolian. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. You think we're all right? Do you reckon he's sitting there on like a, on like a beach uh, on a sun lounger in South Africa at the moment, trying Fabio Capello's mobile? Yeah. <laughs> Turned off again. Yeah, I'll, I'll try him tomorrow. He doesn't know the number. He's just trying every combination yeah. of numbers he can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got from now until June. <laughs> but I tell you what, if Woodgate's fully fit for me, he's undoubtedly. I think. I think he's definitely. Definitely in the squad, and for me, possibly starts the game as well. Can I say something that you might disagree with? Go on. I wouldn't have Wayne Bridge in the squad. I would take uh, Kieran Gibbs, Arsenal fullback. That is a big shout. Gibbs is a very, very good player. A lot of people tip this as well, but I mean, will his inexperience not be a bit of a risk? I just think. I wasn't in the. Se- I, okay, I know he slipped in the semi final of the Champions League. Oh, yeah. I thought he was brilliant. He's a good games. player. He's a great player. player. He's got pace. Wayne Bridge has not really got much pace. I don't think Wayne Bridge is that good. No. I, 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 yeah. I'm not just saying that because. Of Wayne Bridge g- would be torn apart yeah. against a nippy player, isn't he? Yeah, he is, but he's yeah, obviously right back. But he's, he's obviously a right hand side player. But well, he's in the squad as but well. But he's played at left back, isn't he, Warnock? He's, he's sort he? of played all over. Yeah, no, he's, he's a really sort of versatile player. Okay. It's a shame Phil Jagielka um, got injured, obviously. Yeah. Because he was kind of in there. Gary Ka- Gary Cahill for Bolton. The problem England have got. There. What do you think, Cahill? I think he's a good player, but yeah. I think the, the problem we have is that we've got a little bit of a gap in the middle because. I don't mean that f- literally, but I mean, we've got players who are. Arguably, sort of on the. I mean, is it too early to say Rio Ferdinand's on his way out? He can't prove his fitness. So, if we assume that he's not going to get that form back, the only players we've got are back up, as backup. A, a, a relatively inexperienced, yeah. And so Gary Cahill, he's obviously got the makers of a great footballer. And he, uh, you know, God knows he gets a lot of work every Saturday <laughs> at, um, at Bolton. But but is he got the experience? I mean, the way you've got to see it is. It's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to simulate the conditions of a World Cup against yeah. the best players no, in the world. No, it is impossible. Yeah, against the best players in the world at their peak. So you can say, okay, well, can they play in a friendly against Brazil? We probably could. Could they play in a qualifying game against even against Croatia, who are a good team? Yeah, yeah, they can. Can they play in a semi-final against Spain or Brazil? Yeah. My worry about England in the World Cup, and it's probably been said a hundred times before, is that. Against uh, even under Capello, against the top sides, we've been found out. Yeah, yeah, we've been found out against Spain. It was we've less found than out. against Spain. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We well, found out against Holland. But against Spain, it was a very. It wasn't the first eleven. You were playing with Agbon Lahore, Heskey up front, you know, Barry and Carrick in the middle. But you still expect right them Phillips to... On. Well, that, that could happen in the World Cup, I guess, isn't it? Well, so, so Marcus, it would take a lot of injuries for that. <laughs> if, if, if Wayne Rooney's injured or suspended for a, for a knockout game in yeah. the World Cup, who do you play up front? Mm. Jimmy Bullard. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I mean, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't no, take I know an, what you're saying. It doesn't take an awful lot for England to get to that level. Well, you see, and now I think, though... Those players. Capello's one of these managers, he picks four strikers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Not think, five. I think... I think... I know... We okay. ain't got five. I'd, I'd have Owen. You'd, I really yeah, would, have Owen. Yeah, I yeah, would have Owen. I would have Owen. Well, he sort of uh, he sort of put a lid on Owen almost. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, he's he's gonna, I don't think he's going to go. Is he? Well, you're talking about experience. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. that's certainly something Owen's got. I mean, Owen could well perform the role he's performing at Man United, which is coming off the bench yeah. and just nicking a goal. And perhaps just on that reputation, it. people sort of going, "Oh God, look who they got on the bench." Exactly. Yeah. He's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I understand what you guys are saying. I've previously been pretty critical of Owen. I do, I do see the worth in taking him for the experience and taking him because yeah. he, he can, he can probably change a game when he comes off the bench. Yeah. I don't know. All right. What about this then? You take out one of the midfielders, right? Phillips. <laughs> yeah, well, either or, and then yeah. you stick it Owen. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's what I would do. I, I, I do think you, you should take five strikers because it's such a yeah, important else position. Seems to. I, d- I don't see t- Tom Huddleston going to the World Cup. I don't, I'm not sure. No. I don't think he's mobile enough. Well, but I think he's get, he'll get some experience, which is which is great for him. Well, Capello said he's got about 17 players who um, are definites, and, and I think the other six are up for grabs. But he mm. did. He did talking of Owen. He did like an Owen. Um, he says, you know, Owen is is 
like what Cassano, Antonio Cassano, is to Lippi in terms yeah. of picking him or not. But, well, but he's not, though, is it? I don't see that. <laughs> well, no, no, but uh, well, because Capello, he looks at Owen and he thinks, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not picking him. Yeah, but Owen's not firing his team to the top of the league, is he? Cassano's mm. firing Sampdoria to the top of well, the league. Well, OK, that's a good point. That's mm. a good point. But Sampdoria president um, Ricardo uh, Garoni has, has revealed that. Um, an ugly story, as he yeah. puts it, has kept um, Lippi from calling up Cassano to the Italian side. Because, as you say, Cassano has been massive in Sampdoria's uh, rise up the table. And a lot of the media and a lot of people are saying, why the hell is he not picking this guy? There's a reason behind the scenes, is what well, you're saying. Well, Garoni said um, uh, to uh, one of the radio stations out in Italy, he says, Cassano has an explanation that I know and that I have no intention of speaking about. Mm. Wicked whispers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ask the 3am girls. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I've never spoken with Lippi, and I've never allowed myself to speak about Cassano. Maybe one day this story will come out, and it will be very, very ugly. You can't imagine Cassano doing anything like that, can no. you? <laughs> which, which Italian footballer, shh, flew a <laughs> helicopter, shh, into an orphanage, shh. <laughs> <laughs> well... Love it. Who knows? And obviously, by Who the way, knows? for the record, I know that Sampdoria are on top of the league now, but they have been in the past, and it's been larger down to Cassano. Uh, and the, for, uh, for the record, Cassano did not fly a helicopter, <laughs> smash a helicopter. <laughs> to our knowledge, to our knowledge. To our knowledge, <laughs> into an orphanage. But you see what I mean, though? The, the reason the analogy falls down, in my opinion, is because Owen <laughs> isn't playing much, whereas yeah, Cassano yeah, yeah. Is, the, is the fulcrum of well, the Well, I think, I think he's just meaning of, 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 you know, it's just that one in the back of his head, oh, should I pick him, should I not? Mm -hmm. Maybe you will. Maybe Capello will, will, will throw a massive curveball and he'll put Owen in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, mean, meanwhile, in the um, the FA headquarters, you're sticking with England. They've um, they've had a handbag turn up at the doorstep, <laughs> um, which was formerly um, belonged to uh, Mrs. Jack Warner. Yeah. You'd want that one checked out before you went anywhere near it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Jack, Jack Warner's never been so uh, so humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> Dear um, I hate him. <laughs> I, mean, I hate him. He was very much a peripheral character in my mind a few months ago. <laughs> now I've—I I don't think it's a day goes by that I don't actively seek out a story regarding that hateful, unalloyed. Div. He's, he's, yeah. like, he's a div. He's quite the gum. He's a yeah. prize Doyle. <laughs> Bell end. Helmet. <laughs> it's brilliant because, you know, Brettin. I reckon with other, like, media outlets, you get, like, really well-rounded, like, intelligent <laughs> yeah. criticism. Oh, I'll tell you what, Jack Warner, maybe you should take a look at himself because this, and we're just going, gum. <laughs> div. Brettin. I think, div. Ours, I think ours is probably more accurate. Yeah. More measured. Uh, yeah, the, 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 ghastly, man. It shows the arrogance of the man because not only is he a bit, is he a bit corrupt, he, you, get a bit corruption. Corrupt. you get corruption around. Thief, we all know that. Yeah. But you know, in a way, it's almost like <laughs> we'll, we'll he's so arrogant because he won't even just keep his mouth shut. Yeah, oh. but he's really, really got this vendetta against England, the capricious little prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. The thing is, like Marcus said it like, a couple of weeks ago. It, the, the fact is. The, the World Cup rotates around the continents, we all know that, and it should be given on a cyclical basis uh, and, and slightly changed or awarded for people who've got the best facilities, put the best investment in, can host it properly, and all that sort of thing. It shouldn't yeah. be anything to do with it. You know, taking out delegates out for dinner and giving them handbags. Yeah. To, to me, it just, it's just really, really abhorrent. Well, to, that's kind of what Warner's saying, though, isn't it, by throwing it back in the FA's oh, yeah, face? Sure. Yeah, but, but, he's, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean... Popcorn kettle. Yeah, go yeah. on. A man who um, was found guilty of uh, <laughs> siphoning off tickets to the World Cup um, through his own travel agency for a uh, personal, for profit personal profit of a million dollars for asking oh. for money to be uh, signed over in his name from the yeah. Scottish FA. Was personal, it? 
personal checks, yeah. From uh, and and asked what was the under under declaring profits uh, of one of his companies. <laughs> I forget which company now. To the tune of seventeen million dollars for tax reasons. Uh, he had to pop at. Um, oh, he hasn't at paid a fine. Roy Keane as well. Yeah, the million dollars uh, he, he took for personal profit. Yeah. Um, or his family, whoever it was, for personal profit. Yeah. Um, he was told by Fifi he had to pay back, and he still hasn't bothered. That's right. And they're Trinidad players. Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, they still haven't been paid their bonuses for the he, 2006 World Cup. Yeah, he called them mercenaries, even though he's made a ridiculous amount of cash at the game for yeah. not actually doing anything. At least yeah. they actually got talent. They play football. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. I would Go beat on. him within an inch of my own life. I, think. <laughs> I would just hit him and hit him and hit him until I, my lungs collapsed. And, yeah. and Pete is tough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he was just a bloody muck. Would you <laughs> let? Would you let me throw you at him, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> La Liga was quite uh, exciting on the weekend. Always is, Marcus. Uh, Barcelona Mallorca, wonderful setup from Ibrahimovic oh, yeah. for the uh, overrated, first goal. overrated, cost too much money, rubbish. <laughs> goes missing in the big games. Swedish, never proved himself. Head's not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is that, oh, is that Paul Hayward from the Observer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, how you doing? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, um, yeah Barcelona they beat um, Mallorca. <laughs> And uh, and Real Madrid, they beat Atletico Madrid in the Madrid derby. That's what you predicted, Pete. It certainly was. And it happened. Pete.com for today. <laughs> we'll call you Pete, Pete the Prophet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at, it was a great at, game. Did you watch it? I didn't I saw see that it. game, no. Kaká scored a great goal to um, get proceedings underway. They, they talk about early goals in that match. That was about four or five minutes in, mm. um, true to form. And then... Uh, Marcelo scored a great goal from a really tight angle. It reminded me a little bit of. Do you remember that Iron Robin goal in Euro 2008? I do, yeah. yeah. That really tight I can't angle. believe he scored it, yes. Yeah. It, was really? a, it was against Russia, wasn't uh, it? No, no, yeah. uh, Romania. Romania, okay, right. Yeah, I think it was Romania. Do you, um, um, it reminded me a little bit of that. I heard they were hanging on towards the end, though, right? Well, they were hanging on. They scored. Iguain scored. He robbed the defender um, in the second half. But then. Oh, and, and that's, this is why we love football. You know, the way it can change all of a sudden. Because they were 3 0 up and cruising. Mm. And then. Um, Sergio Ramos, I think it was, got sent off. And then Forlan scored on yeah. 79. Then Aguero scored on 81. Super couldn't. Oh. It was an amazing goal as well, wasn't it? <laughs> and they should have equalised. They had two chances. Yeah. Simao had one. OK, it was a volley on his weaker foot. Mm. But still, he might have done better. And then Kun Aguero should have scored <sighs> in the last minute. I he's mean, starting to find his form now. Oh, he's such a well, against player. Chelsea, it's two, yeah, two good goals. Yeah, crackers, yeah. But he, he, didn't start, he hasn't started the season that well. He's just starting to pick up now. That's right, but I mean, Atletico Madrid are an absolute joke of a club, so it's hardly surprising. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, um, it was, you know, Madrid. They're right back up there. I mean, they're only a point behind Barcelona. People calling for Pellegrini's head. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, like there's all this talk with them. Um Saying that Perez wants um, Benitez or whatever, and they offered Wenger the job as well. And blah, oh, they blah, did offer Wenger the job blah, before blah, Pellegrini. Blah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's just the managers just—they get no time at Real Madrid. Well, they, they, and they don't see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The worst club for him. They, they're, yeah. they're idiots to even offer him the job. Yeah. I think Pellegrini's doing a good job. They're out, um, still without Ronaldo, of course. You've got to look at it, and you've got to say with Pellegrini, you've got to say, well, you know, Perez. You know, we all know what Florentino Perez is like, but. Yeah, what's he going to do? He, yeah. You're not letting him sign any of his own yeah. players. Now, okay, that's not, that may not be the culture in Spain, fine. But you've signed a whole lot of players to the tune of hundreds of millions of euros, yeah. and you're giving him less than yeah. three months to sort it out. Twelve games in, and we've won nothing. It's, it's a disgrace. <laughs> exactly, yeah, <laughs> it's almost like what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he so impatient yeah. that he forgets uh, the logic of football? Well, Sid Lowe did, did a really good piece, just saying that you know Florentino Perez hates the season. He prefers the off-season because when it's, <laughs> when it's the off-season, he can be centre of attention. Oh, yeah, of course. What he doesn't care about is winning or losing. All he cares about is being in the press. Yeah. That's all he gives a shit polishing about. Polishing his yeah, trophies. Yeah, polishing his 
trophies. Well, um, well, hopefully they'll have Ronaldo back soon because apparently he's, he's been given a helping hand um, through some from very kind chaps in uh, in Lima in Peru. Apparently they're. They've got the maracas out in in the outside the Spanish embassy. They're, they're sprinkling, I think, coca leaves. They're giving out good vibes. Good. They fight the spirits. Fight yeah. the curse. That's Cause, cursed. Yeah, because yeah. he got cursed by a wizard. Didn't he has he? been Ronaldo. Cursed. He Ronaldo. has. Been I mean, he actually has got injured. It's interesting because Marca said, I think it was Marca said that um, that he went for his final scan to see if he could start light training again. It's just not healed. Yeah. It's just not healed. He might be out for another three months. Yeah, we might have, have an operation. That's that was a, it was a voodoo priest named Pepe. Yeah. I thought he it was wasn't Pepe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Does he not he make enough money? Again. If I get him injured, maybe I could pound the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it sort of begs the question why they went to the uh, Spanish embassy, but maybe there isn't a Portuguese embassy. No, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think they're too logical, no. these people. But, um, they're shaking maracas yeah. to heal an injury. Oh, no, and swords as well. Oh, right. Well, well, yeah, this, is to lift, this is to lift the curse. Okay. Because swords are a good if- instrument for that. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think the minimum. I've is... only been using them for the cut things up until now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've missed like out, a right mate. idiot. Yeah. Well, um, uh, the, the minimum estimated recovery time is about three to four weeks for Ronaldo. Um, yeah, I, I basically... but it'd be good to see him back because he's been had a great start. It's I'm... incredible how they seem re- like overly reliant on him already. Yeah. They've still got players like Kaká <laughs> yeah. in the team. I know. But they're still doing okay, aren't they? I mean, it's just, yeah. it, they're playing much better with him in the side. I think as, a, as any team would. I, I, I definitely read a, an article recently saying that it's just not healing his, his, his ankle for some reason, and they don't know why. Yeah, weird. Well, the swords and the maracas might help. Yeah. Well, it can't hurt. Well, they can. Well, the swords can. Not from Lima. <laughs> not from Lima. They can't. Well, they've got a good reach. That'd be a hell of a swing, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Emails. Um, it is emails, and uh, who'd like to go first? I'll go first if you want. Go on, Jamesy. Right. And Yong Hash. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> and Yong Hashim Nika Ramblers. I assume. Oh. I assume that means oh. something in North <laughs> Korean because that's where this email is from. North Korea. North yeah. bloody Korea. What? About a month ago, you asked for folk to email if they felt they were your most obscure country listener. I take the blame for that grammar. I believe that's what I said. Uh, I think I have a chance of laying claim to that title, and I apologise for not informing you sooner. But it takes a while for news to reach Pyongyang, North Korea. <laughs> Woo! That's I've, brilliant! Yeah. I've been working here for about nine months, and each time I escape to China... Working? Are you enslaved? <laughs> <laughs> um, I download a, pa- a batch of your podcasts and cheer myself up by listening to them on the long, lonely nights in the socialist paradise. That's amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> So, although DPRK is an isolated country and the authorities are careful about what outside influences can be bestowed on the populace, the citizens of Pyongyang are treated to a football highlight show on their one television channel each Sunday night. I found this out after my 72-year-old Korean language teacher once started rambling, so to speak, about a Zinedine Zidane's headbutt on Matarazzi back in 2006. She also <laughs> called Maradona a cheat, and on a visit to Kim Il-sung University, we got chatting with some students about Wayne Rooney, David Beckham and Cristiano Ronaldo. There are a few Man United and Chelsea fans among them, but I told them that Rangers are the best team in the world in an attempt to bolster the number of Pyongyang Loyal Rangers supporters clubs currently one. Good lad, <laughs> good lad. Um, yeah, so as you know, the DPRK national team have qualified for next year's World Cup. Like I how? attended three of their qualifying matches. They're miserly at the back, but a bit shy in front of goal themselves. As part of the preparations, they're playing some club team from Brazil, owned by Reverend Moon of the Moonies fame, tomorrow. I'll <laughs> let you know how they get on. All the best, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Keep us posted. Yeah, you do that. I'd be, I'm interested to see how North Korea's uh, preparations are going for the tournament in all seriousness, so keep mm. us posted, Chris. I, I love it. How many media outlets... Have not managed to get into North Korea. The ramble yeah. has penetrated. Without yeah. even trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is wonderful stuff. I think it's That's just great. us and you too. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not even charging, they are. Yeah, They're yeah. charging everything. Chris, definitely one of my favourite ramblers. That's cracking. If you could, if you could come up with something more obscure than that, and yeah. email in. If you can top that. Don't yeah. make it up, though. No, exactly. Sometimes yeah. it seems like you do, you that, mentals. That would ruin it, yeah. <laughs> if Kevin it, if from it, Five, I'm <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> Never heard of him since. If you can sort of, uh, if there's a big old uh, pen of, of Kim Yong. Maybe, uh... Steal it. Maybe Deface just, it. Just write Ramble Force. Oh, on his, uh, on you'd his, definitely his, be killed. On his <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> yeah. um, Take the hit, mate. <laughs> yeah, take one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, shall I go next? Go on, old sport. Um, afternoon, Ramble Force. <laughs> Hello! And greetings from Sweden. Ooh, oh, yeah. far away as well. Uh, yeah. Not th- as far, but it's still. I thought I'd bring to your attention a glaring omission in Fabio Capello's recent England squads. Here in deepest Scandinavia, an Englishman has been taking the Alsven scan, Swedish Premier League, by storm. Read on. Criminally overlooked in his home country, AIK Stockholm's Kenny Pavey is a true cult hero here in Sweden. Capable of operating at either right back or his preferred right wing, he has recently played a massive part in firing AIK to an unprecedented League and Cup double. My good deal. He's been at AIK for three years now and is loved by the fans who regularly serenade him with the chant in English. They all speak very good English in Sweden, obviously. Oh, there's only one Kenny Pavey. <laughs> in the penultimate game of this season, in a derby against fierce local rivals Hammerby, which AIK had to win to keep their total dreams alive, Kenny came on with 15 minutes to go and scored the winner within 90 seconds. It's oh, <laughs> all the Rover stuff. Um, he celebrated in front of us by ripping his shirt off, scaling the fence separating the fans from the pitch, and cutting both his hands to shreds on the barbed wire at the top. <laughs> he didn't even get booked. <laughs> on top of that, he's just been voted as the dirtiest player in the league by his fellow players and was recently reprimanded by Adidas, AIK's kit sponsors, for posing for a photo of the main Swedish tabloid newspaper, giving it the finger with both hands, wearing gloves and with Adidas in huge letters. His quote accompanying the photo, which was a double play spread, was, fair play is for losers. <laughs> As AIK have now qualified for next year's Champions League, hopefully you'll soon be able to see oh, Kenny roasting some Premier League fullbacks Amazing. and oh. finally getting the attention he deserves. Fabulous. Paul Brilliant. in Stockholm. Kenny well done, Pavey. Paul. Kenny and well done, Kenny Pavis. Cracking. <laughs> Let's nice. get him on the line. Pete, get him on. <laughs> have we got him on the line? Can we, is he on now? Hello. <laughs> I'm a wild man. <laughs> I'm kicking people in. <laughs> that is With amazing. my fists. My hands are sore. I wonder where he's from. I bet he's from like Dallas. I'll tell you what, I did, I did a little bit of a research before the um, before the um, show, you cheeky and he's, he's played semi-professional in sort of in the Kent area, right? But then he went to Sweden. He played for a lower I, league team in Sweden, and then he went to AIK. I told you, Scandinavian football looks great fun. Um, yeah, he does. I'm, I'm sure he. <laughs> I'm sure a move fell through with him. I think it was for Villa right. in like the late 90s. He's about 30, 31 now. But right. he sounds like an absolute star. So it'd be yeah. great oh, to hear from him more. That's absolutely wonderful. Pete, have you got an email? Yes. Far away. <laughs> Would you, you like sent to read it to it? me and said, "Read this one out, Pete." <laughs> um, this, is, <laughs> uh, this is uh, by a fella who simply calls himself Gaza. Uh, I presume this isn't the fella we'd probably have heard about this before. But uh, <laughs> now then, now then, Ramblers. He says, uh, a few years ago when I was at university, I tried out for the football team and managed to get on the third string. We were somewhat before our time with all our foreign imports. Our team was made up of half a dozen Spanish lads, a few French, some Swedes, a couple of Scousers, and me. <laughs> Scousers aren't foreign. <laughs> <laughs> and me, the token Northern Irish. Anyway, we were going through a bad... Again, not foreign. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we 
were going through a bad run at the start of the second season, uh, having lost a few on the trot. We always fancied ourselves in in university as a version of Wimbledon. I were abs- we were absolute toilets and played the long ball game mostly, but moreover in the pranks we used to play. Nice. Our team song, which we played before the games in the changing room, full blast was "Build Me Up Buttercup." Oh yeah, <laughs> lovely song. That's a student favourite. That <laughs> anyway, it was my twenty first birthday during one of our bad spells, and as I got changed into my kit before a game, the other lads grabbed me dressed in my kit uh, <laughs> and chucked me in the shower. Okay. So, uh, so he was completely soaking wet. Um, we barely <laughs> had enough old. kits for the team, never mind spares, so I was forced to play in my soaking kit. <laughs> that game I scored a hat-trick and we won our very first game of the season. The yeah. following week, I took another shower once kitted up, along with the other striker. I scored two, he banged in a hat-trick, we won 6-0. <laughs> Sounds a bit erotic. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. A little bit women in love, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. Uh, the third week, the whole team, including subs, <laughs> took a shower, once kitted up, and as we trudge onto the park dripping wet through uh, the other team looked at us as if we were absolute idiots uh, we won 4-0 <laughs> that's great <laughs> this ritual happened every week we never lost a game got to the cup final and before the game we lined up around the centre circle produced a ghetto blaster and, and died dan- of flu <laughs> <laughs> and danced like idiots in our somewhat odd version of the hacker to build me a buttercup all, all the while completely soaking wet the following year the uh, team broke up as some of the lads left and the others uh, moved up to better sides but I can always remember how funny we looked soaking wet before the games even started uh, mincing around to a crap 60s tune. Great days, I'm sure you will agree, chaps. Great show, keep it up, and uh, mention the mighty Northern Ireland a bit more. Gather. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, that's that's superb stuff, mate. Surely they, got, they would get a cold a lot. I know. Right. Right. Don't question it. Yeah, <laughs> they're winning games. They wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't get the shirt pulled. Judge them on their results. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think next time we Phil play. Brown, if you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who gets the old champ man goodie bag then, Marcos? Well, it's it got to be Gaza because it's not going to be going to North Korea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is this Western <laughs> video <laughs> game nonsense? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well done, Gaza. Well done, Gaza. On its way to you, pal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time, and I'm particularly excited about this profile. I um, can confirm that. <laughs> 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 because this is um, we're putting in a team. And this is one of my favourite teams uh, in footballing history. It is the Indomitable Lions of Cameroon, the 1990 World Cup side. Superb. <laughs> yeah. They, they are yeah. Fa- one of my favourites as well. I don't yeah. mind saying. Absolutely fantastic. And sported one of my favourite kits of all time. Yeah, the massive uh, golden lion on the, on, the, on the breast. Yeah. Green shirt with white trim, red shorts, yellow, yellow socks. socks. Much and, like a green socks, yellow socks, yellow socks. Yeah, Definitely you're right. Because yeah. oh, the, the flag, the, yeah. that's the colours yeah. of the flag. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, where do we where do we begin? Well, the 1990 World Cup side. That's that's what they were. They qualified for the 1990 World Cup, um, and they surpassed Nigeria, and uh, they beat Tunisia in the final uh, playoff round. Now, I, I can't, I, I, we can't stress enough that the African sides were a complete unknown quantity at World Cup. They only got two yeah. teams, didn't they, rather than five? They right only now. got two teams at this point. I mean, only a few years previous you had, was it Zaire, who didn't know yeah. how to defend free kicks yeah, yeah, in yeah, a the World rules Cup. Even, yeah, 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 exactly. The whistle blew and the guy ran out and just booted it away. You know, <laughs> this is, Can he, he have is, a profile at some point? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they will. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 this was, I mean, 1990. Mm. You know, it's not that long ago, mm. but... Uh, you know, we, we see... It's Africa. 19 years ago, Marcus. I know, but uh, we... we, we 23 years after the summer Afri- <laughs> 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 Thank you, thank you. Um, the, you know, the 
at the moment, you know, some of the best players in the, in the world are from Africa, but nobody knew any of these African players. And, mm. and they, as I say, I can't stress enough, they were a complete unknown quantity. We didn't have the research tools we got now, the internet wasn't well, there. Well, there's all that. And, and also the World Cup was, uh, was a smaller proposition there as well. There wasn't 32 teams in it then, was there? Mm. That's right, so. that's right. Um, th- I mean, we had, a, we had a tiny bit from them. We, in the 1982 World Cup, they did qualify, and they played three matches, and they drew all three. against. Uh, they drew against the Italians, I think, mm. who, who won that competition, so a very credible draw there. But um, but again, eight years passed, and and they didn't. They they went out in the first round in that tournament. So again, nobody knew anything about them. So uh, in the first round, in the first match of the whole tournament, you have Argentina, who are in 1990. The, in 1990, yeah. yeah, the Argentina, who are the world champions. Have most players like Canija and Maradona. They opened the tournament, didn't they? That game? They opened the yeah. tournament against Cameroon. So people are thinking, well, Maradona and Co. against this team, we don't know. Cameroon have two men sent off <laughs> and beat Argentina one <laughs> 0 Francis Omanbeek scored a great header. Well, what he did was well. he used he used the Argentinian defender's leg as like a leg up. Yeah. The ref didn't see it. He headed it in. The keeper fumbled it in the bottom corner, and, and it, then they were away. And it's party time. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it really and it really was party time. We'll post some. We'll put some images up yeah. of them celebrating. Oh, that is a, a superb time. It is incredible. <laughs> but they scored when they were down to ten men. Ka- yeah. a, a cannon was sent off on. 61. Oman Beek scored on 67. And then uh, Benjamin Massing, <laughs> the big defender. He was what, no stranger to, a, a, <laughs> to a big challenge. One of those outrageous fouls you'll see again. He took out Kanija on 89. Then in the next match, uh, they played Romania. Mm. And they beat Romania 2 1. And, and, and people, they qualified. Yeah, Romania also qualified, didn't they, from that group? Um, Romania did because Ireland yeah. put them out on, yeah. on penalties. Um, but So they, they, suddenly they've qualified. Mm. And people are thinking, flipping heck. So they got through the group stages, but uh, if we talk about the actual squad uh, themselves, we, we mentioned sort of big player massing at the back from Francois uh, Oman Bic. He played at the 90 World Cup and went on to play at the 94 and 98 World Cup. Mm. I remember Jean-Claude Pagal, um, who had particularly good hair. A couple of them had great hair. But one area they were particularly strong in Cameroon, and it can't be underestimated, was, was in goal. Now, the goalkeeper was Thomas Nkono, mm. who's considered by many as the greatest African keeper ever and uh, G- and here's something for you Gianluigi Buffon called his name uh, called his son Thomas in honour of, of that's Thomas Nkono absolutely wow. superb that's, that's, that's a big honour yeah big honour so yeah Thomas Nkono he played um, I think he played in Spain he did play in Spain Nkono um uh, unfortunately, though, I mean, I've, I've got to say this just for uh, just for Bantz. Um, <laughs> he was he was arrested by uh, riot police uh, once um, using black magic prior to an African uh, Cup of Nations semi-final with Marlin. He was he was dragged onto the running track uh, after stepping onto the pitch, um, and and there was a, an object found in his pocket, which was a black magic charm to try and help the Cameroon cause. Oh really? <laughs> so uh, any means necessary. But um, yeah. they also stick had... some swords about. It, you know, it won't be effective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They also had Jack Songer, didn't they, on the bench? They did have Jack Songer, yes. Yeah. He was, I mean, he's considered one of the, uh, the, the one of the great African goalkeepers as well, as was Joseph Antoine Bell. Um, who, I mean, he played over 100 matches for Marseille, but Songo, uh, he featured for Cameroon in every World Cup from 1990 to 2002. Amazing. Which is incredible, and he was he was only their first choice at the '98 World Cup, and he also played. I mean, just to prove that he was a decent keeper, he played over 150 games for Deportivo La Coruña, and was a part of their '99 uh, to 2000 La Liga winning side. Yeah, yeah. So real pedigree in goal there. Yeah, yeah. no um, doubt. 
And uh, a number of these players were to go on to play for some European clubs. But uh, without a shadow of a doubt, their main man, their talisman, was, was Roger Miller. Oh, he mm. was... Hey, was one, no, no better sight. <laughs> no better sight than him in full flow, I tell you. Uh, yeah. He robbed Higuita in the second round yeah. of beauty. Well, he, one of my favourite players of all time, yeah. Roger Miller. Barry Davis always used to call him Roger Mia. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which, I, which I always kind of went with. He but. would not learn. <laughs> yeah. If he was Spanish, that's what he'd be called, definitely. That's right. Well, he'd... Um, the funny thing is, Roger Miller had already um, achieved a lot with Cameroon. They made history when they qualified for the um, World Cup in Spain in 82, as it was their first time on the world stage. Um, and they returned unbeaten, of course, from that World Cup. Um, but after after winning the um, the African Cup of Nations for a second time in 1988, Roger Miller actually he re- announced his retirement from the international stage. And uh, he had uh, a couple of testimonials in Cameroon, which was attended by almost 100,000 spectators. And he moved to Reunion Island, oh, which yeah. is in the Indian Ocean, yeah. to live out what he thought would be peaceful semi-retirement. Oh, yeah. With it, the Italian 90, the finals were, were looming and the national squad was, uh, was, there was a lot of conflict going on there. The Cameroonian press began sort of saying, get him out, get yeah. him back, you know. And, and there he is in this, in this uh, island in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought a hotbed of football. <laughs> no, you know, no. Just living out peaceful semi-retirement, as we said earlier. I'll tell you who's from there, Laurent Robert. Oh, yeah, he's yes. from there, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's the only footballer I think that's been right. from there. Well, um, that, I can, that I know of. Well, uh, Miller, you know, got a phone call from the president of Cameroon. <laughs> and, it's not the 18th. <laughs> it's like a grizzled detective. <laughs> Just one more case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pleading for him to He's come like out Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at the age of 38, Miller he got on the boat and he came over. And uh, it was easily his finest hour as, as a footballer. <laughs> he scored four goals that tournament. He, well, he, he, he lit up Italian 90. He had bursts of pace, jinking runs, clever passes... And lest we forget that celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, as you say, is one of the finest sights. <laughs> you know, dancing around that corner flag, wiggling his bottom. The best <laughs> one he did was when he robbed Higuita. Well... And he, he, he was straight over there. Well, he came on as a late substitute when Cameroon beat Argentina 1-0, and that was in the tournament's opening game. And in, in the second group <laughs> fixture... The great thing was, he was 38. He'd been playing, like, semi-pro stuff in this, yeah. in this uh, country, in this island in the Indian Ocean. So he just simply couldn't do 90 minutes. So he was, <laughs> he was the ultimate impact substitute. Yeah. He used to always come on. And, and often it would be sort of nil-nil or whatever, and he'd come on and get the goals. You know, He's the original Solskjaer. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, so of course, against Romania, he, he came on. Um, came off the bench after 58 minutes, nil-nil, and he became the oldest goalscorer in the tournament's history. When uh, he actually roasted a couple of Romanian defenders yeah. to smash it in on about 76 minutes. Remember that goal? And nice ten, effort, yeah. yeah, and 10 minutes later he scored another one, um, and, and they beat Romania 2-1. And of course, as I say, they, they qualified. And then uh, into the second round, they played. Colombia. Colombia, who were a good side. Yeah, they were, yeah. They're a very good side, Colombia. They're a precursor of that 94, much, much fancy yeah. 94 side. Well, that's right, yeah. And he, and he scored two goals. And as you say, the first goal, I mean, this is a 38-year-old man. He, he roasted like Escobar, of course, yeah. you know. Tragic Escobar, yeah. yeah. Uh, he absolutely roasted him and one of the other defenders. And, and 
brilliantly put it past Higita. Yeah. And then, as you say, Higita absolutely... But Higita massively tried to take him out with a two-footer as well. Yeah, absolutely. He robbed Higita, ran past him, and he was off. And Higita, last ditch, just chucked two feet right at Miller's uh, back of his leg. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. St- stayed in his feet, and he slotted it, and he was off. Well, <laughs> he well, reeled away. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and then, and then was, <laughs> became the oldest swinger in town. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I love that every, every time he scored, he, he broke his own record for being the oldest scorer. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Miller said about that, he said uh, about... The, the Higita moment he said he wanted to dribble it past me you don't dribble past Miller <laughs> <laughs> that's class Zlatan Ibrahimovic would like that yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> don't so, dribble uh... past Miller <laughs> third person as well yeah Jim Campbell was enjoying that <laughs> yeah yeah so um, so he, he took Colombia apart and they, and they won that game 2-1 um, and, and, and we have to say as well, while we're on the subject of Roger Miller, that f- that four years later in USA, he 94, played again, didn't he? He played again. Yeah. Bearing in mind, in nineteen eighty, in the late eighties, he thought, I'm, "I'm pretty much done." Play <laughs> yeah. out. He becomes one of the stars of Italia ninety, and then he still features in USA ninety four and scored in that tournament. Yeah. Um, uh, at what age? At the age of forty two. Officially, the age of forty two. <laughs> it could have been about forty six, Pete. To be honest with you, isn't that ridiculous? Um, he must be the oldest scorer, surely. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, he would be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so. Little mini profile within a profile there, Mark. Well, absolutely. I think he deserves it. (laughs) Well, he'll get his own round of applause at the end, I'm (laughs) sure. But back to Cameroon. So here they are, lighting up the world stage in 1990 with a fantastic kit, fantastic players, fantastic uh, hair, the losses. And it all came to a head when, when England played Cameroon in the quarterfinal of the World Cup. And as I'm saying, and which which England won three two. Part of me is thinking, wasn't it a shame they lost? Yeah, well, <laughs> Sir, Sir Bob said he, he said that they were the best team he, they played against. Well, they were a real physically sort of dominating side, weren't they? Yeah. That's what gave England problems. Yeah, and I, it was just their discipline let them down a little bit. Mm, two penalties, absolutely, though, absolutely. Yeah. I think that kind of that raw physical side of of, of the the African game. You know, people hadn't really experienced that too much. Yeah. You know, nowadays we're much more used to it. Mm. You know, but but certainly, but not only that, the way they passed the ball, they were technically really, really good mm. as well. But just maybe a bit naive tactically. Mm. Cameroon, you know, had burst their way f- for, through to the quarterfinals. And, and I mean, they must have thought, bloody hell, we can go all the way here. <laughs> they could, they, I reckon they could have. Which they could have done. I mean, perhaps against Germany in the semi-final, maybe that would have been a bit well, too much. Argentina weren't great. They were fallible. As, as Cameroon already beaten once, so if they could get to the final, there's no reason Cameroon couldn't. Well, I, yeah, but I think Germany were the best. Yeah. Oh, they were, Germany probably were, yeah. So maybe, I mean, yeah. it would have been a very interesting game, Cameroon. All, all I'm yeah. saying is, all I'm saying is, that game against England in the quarter-final could have gone either way, 3-2, and semi-final, you're in the hat. You yeah. know, you never know yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah, happen. I think, I think we can all agree that Cameroon were the better side in that quarter-final <laughs> It was England. just those two penalties. We think Gascon got brought down, Lineker got brought down, didn't they? Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but um, but I mean, it was a real classic game that, and uh, you know, England. Oh, it was breathtaking. It was. Breathtaking. I, I can remember actually Barry Davis commentated, and I just remember that. That, you know, Gascoigne said after the game, he just went, we underestimated them. Yeah. Mm. Totally underestimated yeah. them. Yeah. Which is crazy, really. You yeah. can see what they're doing in the previous rounds. Yeah, really. yeah. But uh, I, I can remember when when uh, it was Mfede, I think. Yeah. Was his strike? That sounds right, yeah. Um, he ran through on goal and Shilton sort of blocked, and it was a one-on-one. Yeah. And everyone was like... We've got a game on here. <laughs> what is going on got here? Game you, know, hands. you know, and they had a couple of efforts, and then David Platt scored and put England one 0 up, and everyone was like, "All right, here we go." Mm. Early scare, yeah. nonsense. Cameroon came back at them, yeah. and again, uh, you know, the manager brought on Roger Miller yeah. at half time. Yeah. Give, give him a whole half this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had more than a whole half. We went to extra time, yeah. and Miller he just started pulling the strings, and things just started happening, and they got a penalty on on sixty one uh, minutes. 
uh, and, and Miller created that, and then uh, I think Gascoigne uh, fouled one uh, Oman Bic and and Kunde scored the penalty. Now the the, the Naples, the, the home crowd was suddenly, well, we like these guys, and that, yeah. they <laughs> took Cameroon um, to their to their hearts, if you like. And uh, they started coming. And uh, Makanaki, do you remember Makanaki? Yeah, do you? Great name, great yeah. player. Cyril. Yes. Yeah. And Not Alan. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, no. You know, he hit the outside of the post, and suddenly England were panicking. They're under, yeah. they're under the cart, They were really yeah. panicking. And, um, and then Roger Miller just drifted forward as if the England, you know, midfield and, and defence weren't there and just touched a, a kick through who was another substitute who finished superbly and it was 2-1 two two one Cameroon. Mm-hmm. And I can remember Barry Davis, he kept saying, you know, Cameroon deserved to be level. Cameroon deserved their lead. He kept really uh, whacking the point home. And, um, and then England kind of... That, this is where Ca- Cameroon, you know... Were a little bit naive. England came came back, and, and it was a sloppy penalty they gave away. Lineker converted, and then in extra time again, Cameron came forward. But again, a little breakaway. Gascoigne showing his slid, work. Slid Lineker through beautifully. Yeah. Slot Lineker through, mm. and, and they went a, a clumsy foul, and, and and Lineker scored again. Oh, they're all nailed on penalties in that game. Yeah, yeah. but it, yeah. but um, but Barry Davis, you could imagine what he was saying, you know, and he was saying Cameroon are passing the ball better. They are technically better, and. Uh, Trevor Brookin, who was um, co-commentating, said, I think after this game, Bobby Robson will take this video home and he will show a lot of kids this and say, this is how you pass a football. Yeah. Um, Bobby Robson said after the game, everybody had a bit of sympathy for Cameroon. I know we did. Um, we got in front with a good goal, a wonderful goal, but at the time they were the better team. And when they went ahead, they were the better team, but we pulled it out of the fire. And David Platt said it was a difficult game. They were strong and athletic and a little bit tactically naive at times. We weren't surprised by them because they had done very well, but we did expect to win. Again, mm. they, they, they expected to win England. They mm. went into that. And, and, and well, I mean, this kind of sums it up. England, some of the scouts in the England camp had said to Bobby Robson before that, he says, oh, you've pretty much got a bye to the semi-final. Yeah, <laughs> simply ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, oh, you'd hope that wouldn't happen these days. I mean, Absolutely. the world's a lot. I mean, the thing is, there is no excuse because they've seen what they've done in the group stage. That's yeah. not a fluke. You've come through the group, a yeah. tough group. You've beaten um, Colombia, who are a good team in the second round. You've beaten the world champions. There's no excuse for that. Absolutely, Luke. And and Cameroon, they became the first African side to reach the quarterfinals, and because of their efforts. And also Egypt were in that World Cup and they had a respectable showing. OK, they went out in the first round, but but they did have a respectable showing. They they, they got draws off uh, Ireland and Holland, I believe, yeah. and it was only... Uh, England, England, they lost 1-0 to a Mark right, right, right yeah. goal, didn't they? That's right. Um, because of the, the, the success of the Cameroon side, and obviously we have to mention Egypt as well, FIFA increased Africa's quota of spots from two to three for mm. USA 94. So that Cameroon side were real sort of pioneers for well, African they football. they kicked the door down for the rest of the... They really the did. They put African football on and the map. And then Nigeria did really well in 94, didn't they? They so. did, yeah. But, but that Cameroon side, they were so likeable. As I say, they were one of my favourite teams in the history of the game. They they played the game in, well, you could say the right spirit, although they did make a few fouls in the way <laughs> yeah, there. Exactly, yeah. But they loved the game. <laughs> it was that, nothing vicious. <laughs> the celebrations, it was absolutely wonderful. Everybody who watched them, I'm sure, will agree that it was just an absolute joy. Yeah. And, 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 and they're a worthy addition to the Hall of Fame. Oh, right? absolutely. absolutely they are. Absolutely they are. You know, so um, I can't talk highly enough of them. And, and Roger Miller says, you know... Um, we ended on a quote from Roger Miller, are we? Well, I think so. Okay, it's only fair. Um, he said, uh, he was saying about the, the World Cup, and he said, football is what makes small countries big. It is through the magic of the beautiful game that a single player can catapult his homeland into the global arena. And he certainly did that. Cameroon, Roger Miller. 1990, come on Do in. the dance, do the dance. <laughs> <laughs> and Roger Miller. Woo! He's coming Woo! in too. We'll talk to you.
Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I hope you've had a marvellous time. We have. <laughs> I'm still dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you asking? <laughs> um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. And why not check out our website, which we have a thing called RambleTube on there now. Thefootballramble.com is the website. RambleTube is when we have some clips of what we've been talking about, and no doubt there will be... A lot of Cameroon stuff over there, so you can, mm. can check those guys out. And also, uh, the Dean Windass Hall of Fame t-shirts are there, so you can find them. They've got um, a banner, at, a the banner the at the top of the website, and uh, get involved. You won't be disappointed. Pete? <laughs> uh, yeah, and we've also got, uh, obviously, our Betway uh, little sort of competition we've run between ourselves, but obviously it's open to everybody else. If you go to uh, betway.com forward slash the football ramble, um, you can have a crack at, uh, d- if you're going to put on a bet, do it with us, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's kind of the message that that we're sort of sending in. Uh, Pete we, and Jim are winning. Our, we've all got yeah. our little predictions, haven't we? So uh, Luke, I, I, Luke. Went, I went for Real Madrid uh, last week, didn't I? Yeah, you I? got and, that. Uh, and who else won? Was I it? did. Yeah, Jimbo oh. won because he picked Chelsea. Chelsea, picked Chelsea. This I, week I've gone for offers for next week, I suppose, because no, it's international. I did a treble last week. Uh, all yeah. three of them didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week I'm I've, bottom of the league. This week I've got a joint bottom with me. I'm good. I'm minus 20 quid. That's a good uh, this, I've gone for um, an away wins for... Um, Sevilla and Valencia and a home win for Barca in a treble I'm trying mm. to buy my money back mm. <laughs> marvellous well um, yeah get involved say goodbye Pete goodbye say goodbye Lukey uh, goodbye say goodbye James or Jim goodbye or bye we're all off to dance around a corner flag with Roger Miller cheers And people who are waiting for the answer to uh, Luke's oh, wicked little riddle. Don't tell them. <laughs> little <laughs> question. Uh, it was uh, the question was, of course, if you remember back to the start of the podcast, it was uh, which player has scored more than any other player against Liverpool at Anfield? And the answer is Luke Moore, uh, Jamie Carragher. Oh, <laughs> he's an own goal master. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs>